0: focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at ForecastSalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we are in the dark of the moon, the darkest period of the moon cycle, pulling you deeply within, often bringing up your shadows and maybe even feelings of frustration or overwhelm. It's a good time to do some inner work, to rest, to meditate, and know that the light always returns. Our next new moon in Gemini is coming in on Monday, May 30th. The vibrations of the Gemini new moon can inspire you to try new things, meet new people, take adventures in your life, Gemini is a social air sign, so grounding your energy on a daily basis will be key to this energy. As you go to set your intentions for this new moon, use this Gemini energy to look at your life from a new and different perspective. Knowing your energy, your truth, your voice, your spirit is so valuable at this time. And that's where the rites come in to help you move through all this stuff. Rides being Reiki, Intuition, Tarot, EFT, and Stones and Crystals. Finding ways to tend to the struggles of your life with these tools can help add inspiration, amusement, and joy. It can free you from the stress that is going on in the world. All of these cosmic forces and energy alignments I talk about on my Energy Focus for the Week, which you can find live on Sunday nights on Instagram and Facebook. We talk about what's going on, we align our energy, and set intentions for the week, and I pull the tarot cards for guidance. Join me or catch the replay. As we move through these cosmic transitions, now is the time to clean up your energy with an energy clearing session. Schedule one in person or online. When you work with the energy body, it helps to release the old patterns and all that old stuff. Links will be in the show notes. When you start going within and connecting to your soul and your spirit, you will find your answers. If you're a strong, passionate person who's ready to take charge of your life and let go of the stories running around inside of your head, let's talk. Let's talk about my Empowered Spirit private mentoring program. Warning, this work will change your life. It can seriously improve your body, mind, and spirit. Side effects, yes, you may see yourself or others as they really are. You may experience loss of excess baggage, resulting in major life changes. You may become the person you are really meant to be. My Empowered Spirit program can help you upgrade your spiritual path. You'll learn lots of energy tools, techniques, ways to center your energy, ways to raise your vibration, and ways to release the energy drains and limited beliefs that hold you back. Now is a great time to jumpstart your spiritual practice. Schedule a spiritual upgrade, breakthrough call with me, and let's talk about how this program can help you. In today's episode, I wanted to continue this topic of the power of healing with words and writing from last week's episode with Salem Green. I had such a great response that I wanted to offer more help along this line. So, my guest today is Javasia Harris Bowser, an award winning freelance journalist and an essayist, and the founder of C. Jane Wright. We talk about picking up the pieces of our life, the power to write your way to life, sisterhood, finding your people unexpected diagnosis, cancer, chemo creativity, and the power of sharing your story. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause, take a breath, and set an intention for where you are right now. So if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, bring in the breath all the way up the body. And exhale, sending that breath all the way down deep into the earth. Inhaling, calling in your spirit. Feel your energy coming in all around you. Exhaling, dropping into the heart. Feel that connection deep into your heart As you connect with the greater source, spirit, creator, however you look at that, taking another deep inhale and exhale, feeling that connection in your heart, know that you are known, know that you are loved. As we go to set this energy, we call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels, the crystal beings, calling in your own spirit guides. We ask that they work with us and through us to guide us and protect us. Taking another deep inhale and exhale, slowing down, presencing your energy. As I teach in the medicine wheel, spring is found in the direction of the east where the sun rises each and every day. Imagine yourself standing in this direction Feeling the sun on your face, that inspiration to begin again, calling in the directions for guidance and protection to the east, the south, the west, and the north, above you, below you, right into the very center of your heart, setting an intention for where you are right now. See and hear and feel and know these intentions for you and allow those elevated emotions of how you want to feel to radiate out from your heart. Let the joy or the peace or the love, the abundance, whatever it is for you, radiate out all around you. Taking another deep inhale. And exhale. Bringing the awareness all the way back down, grounding your energy deep into the earth. And as you're ready, blinking the eyes back open. So my guest today, Javasia Harris-Bowser, is an award-winning freelance journalist, essayist, and the founder of C. Jane Wright, a website and community for women who write and blog. She's the author of the essay collection, Find Your Way Back, How to Write Your Way Through Anything, which explores how she was using writing to cope with cancer and everything else life has thrown her way. Gervaisi was included in Southern Living Magazine's list of innovators changing the South along household names like Dolly Parton and Reese Witherspoon and is a recipient of the 2022 Alabama State Council of the Arts Fellowship. With a focus on women's lifestyle, wealth, and wellness, Gervaisi has written for a number of local, regional, and national media outlets, including USA Today, Business Insider, HerMoney.com, Good Grit Magazine, and the Birmingham Times. In 2020, her column for Birmingham Magazine was awarded Best Magazine Column by the Alabama Press Association. When she's not writing, Gervaisia enjoys spending time with her husband, Edward, eating tacos and listening to Beyonce. So let us welcome Gervaisia to the show. Welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm
0: excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to talk to you and share your story. And congratulations on your brand new book. That is just really So exciting. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. To bring this out. You found a way to take something that was really, really hard and to turn it into something that is so empowering for so many. So your book, Find Your Way Back, How to Write Your Way Through Anything. Yeah.
1: Has it been released? Is it out just now? Yes. It um, it was released um, at the beginning of this month. And yeah, it's been a relief to have it out (laughs) for sure. Yeah, I bet
0: it has. But what a great thing. So before we jump into that, let's just give our listeners a little bit of your backstory.
1: Like what led you to writing this book? Okay. So I actually started writing this book in 2017, and it was not good (laughs) Um, (laughs) because it totally lacked focus. I was trying to put everything in the kitchen sink in the book. And one day my husband said, oh, I've been telling people that you've been writing a book and they asked me what it's about. And I don't know what to tell them. I don't have a, an elevator pitch. So what is the book about? And when he asked me that question, I realized I didn't have an elevator pitch either. I didn't know what it was about either. It There was just no focus. So I just put it down and just left it alone. <laughs> then um, 2020 happened. And while the world was grappling with COVID, I was grappling with cancer. So I was diagnosed with breast cancer in January of 2020. And suddenly I had two things. One, I had a focus for the book. Um, I had a common thread to weave together all of the essays. And I also had this sense of urgency about getting the book done. Because, you know, cancer make you makes you realize that you don't know how much time you have left. So with those two things in place, I worked on the book while I was going through treatment. I finished up the book at the beginning of 2021 and self-published it. And I decided to self-publish it because of that sense of urgency that I had around it. That's awesome. That is just so
0: awesome how you took something like that, picked up pieces and then found, That common thread. It really is. And one of the things that you talk about right at the beginning of the book is that we have the power to write our way to life. We really do. And I think that you really exemplified that in your book by using so many stories and that healing process and the power that you have within you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about your sisterhood of the traveling pen and finding your people. How important is that? That's just an awesome concept.
1: Oh, it's so important. Um, As I talk about in the book, I just feel like that is the key. Wherever you are, whenever you are in a new place, whenever you're in a new situation, you just find your people, find your people, find your people. It's something that I've done all my life. And I talk about how that's been tough for me. Like I am frequently in situations where I feel like I don't fit. And so basically what I've always done is I've sought out other people who feel like they don't fit. (laughs) And we just kind of band together. Uh, That's sort of been the common thread, the theme, if you will, in my life. I um, just find my other misfits and we just hang out together. That's right. You know, I
0: read I was reading last like, night before I fell asleep and I was just thinking, oh, yeah, like you talk about a situation like that in early school with like kind of like the mean girl situation. Right and yeah. how you played, you know, sick, but yet, man, did you really heal? And if anything, that was that was an idea of what you know being ill or sick is about. But you found that means, and that's exactly what you were talking about, like you know, not mm-hmm. following those people, but finding your people, and how empowering that is. Yeah, yeah. So that it was just a great example of your humor and life, and how that comes together for you. Now, you also talk about, and I just think this is a really just a moment of applaud here too, like. You used your cancer chemo treatments as inspiration for your writing. I mean, is that how you say it? You say it in the book. I'm trying to think how you say it in the book. Um, Like moments of clarity or.
1: Yeah, Um, I talk about how. So there's this thing called chemo brain. <laughs> and it's basically when you go through chemo, it's very difficult for you to focus. And and I definitely have struggled with chemo brain. But I also would just speak over myself. No, I'm not going to have chemo brain. I'm going to have chemo creativity. And so so I would literally sit in the chemo chair and write. I would write while I was sitting in the chemo chair Um, because, you know, I can't get up and do anything else. So I would just sit there with my journal or notebook or my laptop and I would write while I was sitting there.
0: In my world, that is a healing technique that can really help to get beneath the surface, to look at what's going on, to process your emotions. So yeah, I think that's just a beautiful way of expressing it and using what you already know. So I work in the healing arts and I consider all of this part of the healing arts, whether we do art or write or sing or dance, I make jewelry, right? It's like all of this is part of it. And so using that tool of a writer as a healing technique I feel it right here, right in my heart. I really do. And so, yeah, it's one of the things that inspired me to bring you on the show. Now, we met early on when I first came back to Birmingham. We talked about this before we started the record, but you came to one of our groups. Sherry Ross, give you a shout out the Birmingham Girls Club. I didn't know anybody trying to find my people. And I think you were one of our guests one time and you had just started. Maybe then maybe somewhere around there.
1: C. Jane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I started CJ and Ray a while ago. Um, in fact, we just had our 11th anniversary. So I started it in 2011 and it, is, it started out as a local group, um, just basically a networking group for women writers. And like I said, it started out as a Birmingham thing, but then word about it started to spread across the state and then across the country. And so we started having virtual events in addition to our in-person events. And so now I have members all over the country and even a member in Barbados. So I love to say we're from Birmingham to Barbados. <laughs> we're everywhere. It. Yeah. So what do y'all do? Tell us more about the group. Yeah. So um, we, so There are different parts of the group. So there is the free Facebook group that anybody can join. But then there's the collective, which is our paid membership program. And if you're a part of the collective, you get access to weekly write-ins where we hop on a Zoom call together and we check in with each other about where we are in our writing goals. And then we just write together. We also do monthly critique sessions so you can get feedback on your work. And um, we do group coaching as well, where we just kind of come together, talk about what's going on, how we can help each other. We set our goals for each month. And of course, I bring in guest speakers, too. So um, right now, everything is virtual. Before COVID, it was virtual and in person. Now that we are kind of sort of getting past COVID, maybe, I don't know. But my hope is to start having in-person events again.
0: Yeah. That is just amazing. Yeah. I guess I have been back 11 years. Wow. 2011 is when I came back. Yeah. But what a way to see that growth come forward and to spread and to see that how many people can approach writing in many forms. I mean, you know, for me, I know it's like emails, you know, and it's like posts and it's like writing chapters. I even wrote a tarot deck. You know, it's like all of these things that writing can be used for. And I imagine you work with all kinds of writers. Right.
1: That's actually what kind of sets CJ and Wright apart from other writing groups out there is that I always I market it as we're for the multi-passionate writer so there are in fact that's kind of why I started CJ and Wright. when I first moved back to Birmingham I was looking for a writing group a women's writing group to be a part of and I couldn't find one that fit for me because They were all very specific. Like one was just for children's book writers, which I don't write children's books. One was for romance writers. I don't write romance. And so I couldn't find, but I do write a great deal of things. I write nonfiction and I write poetry and I do journalism and I blog. So I was looking for a group that welcomed the multi-passionate writer, as I like to say now, and I couldn't find one. And I looked for two years. <laughs> two wow. years I was looking and everyone kept saying, you should just start one. You should just start one. And I kept resisting the idea. And then finally, in 2011, I did it. So
0: yeah, um,
1: so yeah the women who are a part of the group, that's something that most of us have in common and that most of us do lots of different types of writing. Yeah. And that's one of the things in your book,
0: too. It, it's like you do have poetry in there, I do. You do have essays, mm-hmm. right? There's some more storytelling, you know, and and I think it's a great way to really have that ability to express in all those different formats. I remember, I think it was the beginning of the year, I started writing haikus and looked it up and then took like an online class about, you know, how do you really write in haiku and what does that really mean? But it was just another way of expressing, right? Mm-hmm. In simple, short words that made sense. So I can understand that for you. So in your book, as you go to get it out, like, what is your passion? Like, what is driving you for this book to get it out there?
1: The thing that's driving me is the thing that always drives me and that's helping women. So I say this in the book, but I'm obsessed with women. I just, I think women are amazing creatures and I just am always thinking about how I can help women. And I really feel like my book can help women, the stories can help women, but also the book includes writing prompts as well, because I want folks to do some writing of, of their own. And I think the act of doing that writing can be very empowering for women as well. So, so yeah, that was the thing that was driving me and it continues to drive me, just wanting this book to, to help women. I know that sounds very basic, but, <laughs>
0: but that's all I want. <laughs> well, I think there is a lot of power behind that, as you say that. And you do talk about some of this, like being born in the South and being a woman of color and having a lot of that energy come forward. I understand. I mean, I kind of on the other side of the token here, like I was I was white Jewish girl from the south. Right. And I didn't have a voice and I had to stay in my own community. And I that's kind of why I left Birmingham in the 70s. I only saw one part of what was going on. Mm And so that's kind of why I write it. So I think as you say that, in many ways, I share that sentiment as well. Seeing people stand up, seeing seeing women stand up for themselves. I know there were so many things I couldn't stand up for. And part of my story in my marriage was that, like, I couldn't stand up for my marriage. I couldn't stand up for me in my marriage. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know. so all the work I've done <laughs> to get here now, I totally can understand that. And I love when people do, I love when women do stand up for themselves. And you know what? I see it through my daughter. Mm-hmm. I see it through my daughter. I see it through my son in that he can honor and respect women in a whole different light, right? Than his father, <laughs> but I see it in my daughter in that she stands up for herself and she asked for the raises and love this in her work. She really goes out of her way to help other women. It's under her, get promotions to advance. And I just love it. And I just feel like, yes, what a difference she is making in our generational energy and for women too. So I can totally understand that, yeah. Yeah, it may be a simple statement, but it is a very powerful one. Yeah, definitely. So, so many great things that you do. Do, do you teach
1: your work beyond working in C Jane rights? Do you teach? Yeah, so I used to be a full time teacher. Um, I was a teacher at the Albemarle School of Fine Arts, which is a fine arts school here in Birmingham. So they did um, not
0: have it when I was here. They did not. <laughs> I left in seventy five. I love.
1: I love the fine arts school. Yes. 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 And I was a student there too. So I have, uh, I love that school very much. And so I taught there for 10 years and then I left in 2019, but I, I still go back. Uh, I did a guest lecture series there earlier this year. Um, but in addition to teaching in that, you know, traditional way, I also consider, like you said, I consider CJ and a form of teaching. This is teaching adults. Um, and also, in addition to that, I do speaking engagements and workshops and um, different things like that. For example, I'm doing a workshop next month with a bookstore here in town. Um, and, it, and the workshop is sort of centered on my book, but I'll be leading the participants through some writing exercises. So so yes, I, I absolutely Yeah, part of
0: self-publishing, it's such a different world, but part of self-publishing now is doing things like this, getting to your local bookstores, getting to your local community and all around too. I mean, I went up back to New York when I published mine, but it is, and I think that's an important aspect is connecting. And teaching and holding on to that value of who you are and that you can bring this forward. Yeah. I think the book is just one part of what we do when we self-publish. Yeah.
1: Right. And even if I had published the traditional route, I would still want to do this because teaching is just a really huge part of who I am and how I reach out to people.
0: Yeah. Excellent. For sure. Yeah. So. What about, um, what about your speaking? I understand that you also do speaking gigs as well.
1: Yeah. So I um, used to do a lot of in-person speaking engagements before COVID um, and I've been doing lots of virtual ones um, too since COVID. But yeah, I do a lot of speaking engagements. Typically it's for women's groups, obviously. And I, um, I'll be speaking at a conference in June, um, the Southern Christian Writers Conference. I'll be speaking there in June. So, so yeah, I do a lot of speaking. Excellent. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good thing to do, to get
0: out and speak and talk and teach and all of that. So you your book is just so much fun. You have so many amazing little titles. They're like, really want you to pull it. It's like, Oh, what do I want to read next? So I have to read it all in order, you know, and there really is a lot of fun stuff in there, you know, that really can catch your attention and help you to kind of understand even more and more how to make lemonade, you know, my summer bucket list, what my summer bucket list taught me after cancer, you know, these kind of things are really interesting. Is there a favorite chapter that you have in there? Is there a favorite
1: writing in there for you? I actually do have a favorite. I know usually when people ask authors this question, they say, no, I don't have a favorite. It's too hard to choose. I actually do have a favorite. (laughs) (laughs) well I have two favorites and they are actually both about my mom which is kind of unexpected I mean I'm close to my mom but we're very very different women and so I was really shocked by how much I love the pieces that I wrote about her so there's a piece called my mother's daughter and there's another piece called daughters of Eve and they're both primarily about my mom and they're my favorites.
0: Oh, nice. So where can people find your work? Where's the best place to send them?
1: Uh, the best place to go would be cjainwrightbham.com. That's the C. Jane Wright website. And you can find information about the book, information about me, information about C. Jane Wright. Um, that's the best place. And if you're on social media, um, Instagram is the best place to Follow me on social. I'm at C. Right. Wright. Um, if you are on Facebook, we do have a, the free Facebook group that's open to anyone. And you can find that if you just search CJ Jane Wright Network, you'll find that.
0: Okay. And I'll post the links. That'll be easy to do. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, as we go to close the show,
0: I always like to come back and ask the question, how do you feel that the work that you're doing and publishing this book and Putting it out there helps to empower the spirit right now, this time in humanity.
1: Um, Well, as I've said, I just feel like writing is empowering on so many different levels. One, I think that you as the writer, when you're writing your story, you empower yourself. It also helps you connect with spirit, whatever that looks like for you. I know for me personally, I consider writing a form of worship. And so I think when you are actually doing the act of writing, you're empowering yourself. But then I think that when you then share your writing with other people, and that takes the process, I do think you need to heal and share after you've kind of had an opportunity to process the things that you've been going through. But when you are at that point where you feel like you're strong enough to share and you do share, that empowers you again. And you also empower the people that you're sharing with. And and that has certainly been my experience, particularly when I was going through cancer um, because I didn't talk about my diagnosis initially. So I was diagnosed in January And I didn't, quote unquote, go public until May. And there was definitely a shift once I started sharing the story with other people. Uh, Because cancer makes you feel like you are losing control over everything. And once I started sharing my story with other people, and those people were telling me that my story was encouraging them and empowering them and answering questions for them and all of these things. I suddenly felt like I was taking my power back from cancer. So, so yeah, I, that's a really long answer to your question. <laughs> but I just feel like. But I think know- that's
0: the heart of where, the, where we're going. I really do. I feel like that's the heart of where we're going is you found that power within you. And then that next level sharing it. And I know as creative artists, you know, I know that it's hard. Like we have these ideas and to be really good, sometimes we're on the edge and am I any good or am I not? And so we kind of, you know, sometimes we just close it down and sometimes we take that chance, but then that is that next level that does come forward. Mm -hmm. And again, I think that it's like such a beautiful way to move through that healing process. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I posted an interview with Dr. Lisa Rankin and she's talking about bringing all of the healing modalities together, not just the conventional, but also the healing arts and that we need the ability to express the emotions that we're going through and we need the ability to feel safe doing it. And I feel that this fits one of those parts. I really do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story. All the best of luck. I'll put the links out there
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is great.
0: Yeah, to your spirit. Namaste. Yes, there is power in writing your way back to living holy. There is power in looking beneath the surface and finding complementary ways to heal. It isn't about bypassing the pain, becoming victim to your circumstances, but finding the support the expression, the sisterhood, and finding ways to look at what is underneath and expressing those emotions, and in this case, through writing. Writing is only one form, but a very powerful one that you can use for your highest good. Reach out to Gervasia for her work and get her book. It is so powerful, offering you prompts and stories to make you laugh and cry. And if you need help connecting deep within your spirit, Reach out to me and schedule a spiritual upgrade breakthrough call with me, and let's get you started creating your spiritual practice. If you like this episode or know someone that is going through cancer or any healing crisis, be sure to share this episode. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Terri Ann Hyman. To your spirit, namaste.